Tick was in like planning drought tolerant like landscapes was. I, I know, don't know. I, I took a physical geography class way back when. Yeah. Almost a decade ago. Yeah. And they were talking about how like it was talking about the different climate types like based off the like a CBA CSA mm-hmm. like that type of I think it's the Koppen system yeah, or yeah. Koppen system I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Mm-hmm. But it was talking about how like if we compare what other nations what other regions what other climate based regions are doing if we were to compare our like, water use with theirs uh-huh. and our plants like what we plant what we yeah, grow yeah. all that if we compare ours is like completely backwards you know like Cal- where we're at we're in a mediterranean type climate so it's like comparing it to like what the natural uh na- the, the natural uh life would be the environment or the yeah, eco- ecology well, the the system the climate system is based off of like precipitation and the temperatures like so it's right. like a concrete there's like there's no variation like right. around the world how they measure it. right. it's all the same that's how they're measuring climate change i'm just saying so you're comparing against like what the ecology of yeah. that area looks like yeah. and that's how you should be doing it in theory yeah um, we're look, they're looking at like you can look at turkey or you can look at i mean turkey's mediterranean base right. that nation's been there long before we've been here in california yeah. and um if you look at the different agriculture that we do, ours is totally different. And right. It's like totally like diverged from what they've done for years before they had like, you know, water systems before right. they could store right. stuff really well. Right. You know, it was just like, this will work on the land that we're on. This mm-hmm. is what we're going to keep using. Yeah. And I, I wonder what the, I know there was somewhat of a political push to kind of move back to that, especially at the beginning of the drought, but right. I, I haven't heard anything about that since because, you know, it's been raining. Yeah, it's, know? I mean, you know, we can do whatever we want, but, like, the huge majority is agricultural, and, uh, you know, I don't think they really want to change the way they do stuff too much. Well, but, and California is kind of tricky because it is, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different, like, geographical issues California has, but yeah. it does provide so much agriculture to the majority of the United States. Right. Well, I was in North Carolina a few weeks back. We were in a supermarket, and there was Del Mar Farms products in the supermarket that yeah. we were at. Like, yeah, there was yeah. the, it's being sold there. It's, yeah. like, across the nation. Yeah. You know, when I asked the people I, we were staying with, I was like, hey, is this, like, normal? Is this what, what agriculture do you guys, yeah. like... What agriculture do you see that's like grown locally? And he's like, oh, like barely any. Mm-hmm. You know, and I didn't, I didn't know that. I thought California kind of like just served like the western half of the United States, but right. it serves a lot more than that. Yeah, yeah. And I know with the with the Central Valley, I mean that's the biggest area where it's all grown. Mm-hmm. It used to be a big floodplain, and it still floods once in a while. That's why there's levees everywhere. But right. If they'd allow it to flood out, I mean, there's been arguments about this for years. Yeah. I mean. You don't really need to bring it up here or like discuss it in depth, but just the way we have our water systems in California is kind of kind of ridiculous. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the big thing for me is when you're driving past the aqueduct mm-hmm. that goes like between is it Kettleman City and Fresno? It's all open air, like there's no covering on it. Right? How like during a hot summer day, how much water are we losing to evaporation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. And my girlfriend actually was discussing something about 
they were going to make res- replenish our reservoirs with gray water. Oh, and man. people were going nuts about it. And yeah. I was like, yeah, how? what would it take, like with bigger reservoirs like New Maloney's or Don Peter, like yeah. the areas that get a lot of sun, yeah. how hard would it be to cover them? And like how much do you think that would save from evaporation? Right, right. But I mean, that's a whole, maybe that yeah. could be someone's thesis. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Just run the numbers. We'll follow up next week or in two weeks uh, with the with the numbers on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll make a note to <laughs> look quick, at uh, uh, Google the surface area of New Maloney's Lake and uh, <laughs> seriously see how many plastic balls it would take to float over the top. <laughs> but I mean, it summer. is a viable. And then <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, they do it. Uh, they I, I've definitely seen them on smaller reservoirs and stuff to uh, control the temperature and yeah. I guess evaporation. I don't know. They do I, it on swimming yeah. pools to yeah. control temperature and yeah. I don't know how much of it's effective for evaporation. But when you're talking big bodies of water. You know, especially in the lower elevations, I get a lot of UV rays hitting yeah. it. Like, it's got to yeah. make a little bit of... Uh, maybe not as big of a difference as pumping gray water into New Maloney's, but... Yeah. You know, that... It's just such a mess. I mean, the the problem is we just we use too much water. We pull too much water out of the ground. Uh, it, it's more than the environment was ever able to sustain naturally. Yeah. Uh, because it's like, it's almost a desert. It's a giant, big, flat valley. Yeah. Um, that doesn't get that it's, much. It's not meant to just be um, completely covered in agriculture. Pulling, yeah. you know, pulling water out of the ground like that. They measure the drop of the ground uh, because of the water that they're pulling out, and it drops like uh, they measure it in inches. But the ground's literally getting getting smaller towards the middle of the earth. Yeah. Um, because they're pulling water out of it, and like there's a certain percentage you hit when uh, the like the clay and whatever crystals or you know formations make up the clay, yeah. um, they bond together because there's no water keeping them apart, and basically cements. They, they can't come back. Apart. Yeah, and it never they aren't comes back anymore. apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're doing stuff to pump water into it to keep that from happening and stuff. But it's like this; it's not super sustainable what we're doing here. No, and like uh, there's talk about. Um, putting in more water storage which could alleviate the problem but you know that might just allow for more overuse more farming yeah figuring out like okay um it, it seems like an effort of just putting off what's the inevitable that we use way too much water for yeah um what our what our the natural environment of the area can handle so i don't know it'll be interesting to see what happens no if you drive up highway 101 i know this isn't super local but going up <laughs> highway 101 there's a lot of billboards i think i think i count like 50 almost yeah and it's um more like hashtag more water storage or more more dams like yeah yeah so hashtags along those lines going all the way up and these are areas along the coast where they get plenty of fog they get plenty of like precipitation you know they yeah. get the, they're the first people that get rain when we do get rain yeah you know and there's they they want more water storage too and I mean I just I don't know it's gonna be something that California has to address at some point other than just you know putting a bandaid on it yeah. But no. like you're saying, it is the water usage. I know we're on a well, but that well runs dry. Like it, it runs out of water all the time because yeah. my grandma has everything hooked up on sprinklers, you know, and she mm-hmm. has like eight different sprinkler systems that go yeah. off at the same exact time every day. Because I don't know, it's it's going to be complicated. I know the court courts ruled that the tiered water rates violate the state constitution. Um, it was Orange County that was doing this though it was a rate structure and um they were charging customers a lower rate oh yeah they were charging customers that use less water a lower rate than the customers that use larger amounts right seems kind of obvious to me yeah i don't understand why they'd consider that unconstitutional 
So basically what's going on is uh, a, a court in San Juan Capistrano decided that water companies, no, sorry, government agencies providing water um, in tiered rates to their customers, charging more for higher water usages or giving breaks for less people who use less water. They decided it's unconstitutional because it violates uh, California Proposition 218, which uh, prevents government agencies from charging more for a service than it costs them to supply it. Um, and so... Uh, but it, what's the cost of supply? That's the thing, like, they have a cost for, like, an operational cost to supply it, but what about the cost of what they're actually selling? Like, if water becomes this resource that's not going to be here, wouldn't the market value of water go up exponentially? It Right? It's a tough one, I, and I don't know. the I, I haven't... Di- dove into the detailed wording of, uh, or, or the way that, that Prop 218 works. But, yeah, I, I mean, if it was set up in a long-term way, like, yeah, if you use all the water, uh, the cost will go through the roof when you, when the ground clays up in, yeah. the, in the Central Valley and water is impossible to get anymore. Yeah, of course. In the ver- reverse, if it was water world, right. water would be, you couldn't get rid of it. Yeah, like, People I d- wouldn't even want it. Exactly. I doubt that's the way it's set up, though. I'm, I'm sure it's more like... Based on it's, operational... It's more talking about, yeah, your day-to-day, this is how much it costs to get this much water to this person at this time, which doesn't scale uh, doesn't really scale up if anything it'd go down yeah the more water you buy you know it's the, the economy of scale yeah, um, yeah the more you buy the cheaper it yeah gets exactly unit. exactly so that kind of goes even more so against what they're doing it, it, i think you have a reverse side of that too where if you start charging more for water usage people are going to use less water so the water districts aren't making money yeah. to operate anymore either yeah. so it's a catch-22 no matter how you split it someone's going to be affected by it yeah. I think that's where maybe the more storage is the easiest solution for the time being. I mean, yeah. I don't know what else they could do to, uh, yeah, other than just changing an entire industry. Yeah, definitely. I, I see the frustration in people because you feel like, I mean, something as ubiquitous as water, like you need it to survive and it comes out of the sky. Yeah. To see a government agency like building a, a, a tiered profit system off of that and like, which would apparently indicate that somehow they're they're profiting off it i guess I, I mean i could see somebody looking at that and seeing and thinking that it's kind of shady that that things are set up that way in the same way that people set up or that you know verizon sets up their data plan you yeah. know um at the same time like i think it's hugely important that we do uh incentivize people and companies to use less water because it's just i mean it's becoming a problem they do the same incentives for um like when you have a diesel truck or a bigger truck, a bigger right. vehicle, right? When you pay registration, you're yeah. paying exponentially more than if you have a passenger car, right? So I mean, cause unless that's an exemption to that proposition, but yeah. I don't know. That's I would imagine there is a pretty big crossover with the people that hate that, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. The, and the water people. That, uh, I don't. I'm not one to judge. <laughs> I mean, I, I, my car registration costs quite a bit. Oh but, no, mine was two hundred something. That's really? not, and that's not even that bad. For uh, your newer car or the truck? Uh, it was for the truck. Yeah, it was for the really? truck. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Mine wasn't that high. Yeah, it was a little. It's not a diesel truck. It's a small truck. I think it's crazy that my truck, my car, and my Jeep are all the same price. Exactly the same price. Really? My motorcycle is the same price. Yeah. It's actually a dollar higher for my motorcycle. Huh. I thought that was insane. Well, 
We won't give away what kind of bike it is. My, it's, it's an 80s bike. It's not even like... <laughs> really? It's not an enduro. It's like a cruiser. It's not really a street bike. It's like just a cruiser. Like so your a, cars are really cheap or... My uh, my car is cheap. Huh. It, it was it was around like a it was a buck and a half pretty much. Huh. Yeah, and I was really surprised by that. Oh, yeah. Like I was surprised I was the same as my Jeep and my like, the car because there's like vastly different vehicles, yeah. completely different vehicles. Yeah, yeah. You know. When was the last time you paid? I have to pay at the end of this month. Oh, okay. I know, you <laughs> for know everything that, at one time. Yeah, it's, yeah, it awesome. drains my account every year. <laughs> they uh, they put in some new tax that updated yeah. by a pretty significant percentage. I think. This uh, this last round, it's frustrating. But yeah. that's the kind of thing. Like, if you want to drive a car, it's kind of I don't know. I think it's a good system. Yeah, you can, it's like a pay to play. Yeah, but I mean, we could complain about that for years on end and never find a solution. Oh, Some states sure. just have the single time registration. That's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, some some states are super lax with the. Yeah, but there's a lot less people on the roads too. Yeah. The other thing that I. I'm really glad that Tuolumne County doesn't have is the smog laws. You only yeah. have to smog it when you buy it, and yeah, other than yeah. that, you're pretty much yeah. And you know, depending on who you know, you can get away with that too. Yeah, definitely. I really, uh, I'm excited to see what happens in the future because now that we understand, like the way we built our cities wasn't the right way to do it. Yeah. Like we, it's not that they're wrong. It's just that we know now what not to do. Right. So it'd be like, you look at newer cities being built in foreign countries, like yeah. South Africa, even yeah. so people like think South, South Africa is like really ghetto and it's not like, yeah. it's some of the be- most beautiful cities on yeah. the planet yeah. and they're designed to be like eco-friendly. I know eco-friendly is a bad word, <laughs> especially up in Tuolumne County, but like it's, they're designed to be like, concentric almost yeah. like every it includes everything i yeah. think now that we understand this in california i think as we make new suburbs or new cities i think we're going to kind of take that in, into play a little bit better i mean yeah. it's beneficial like for the long tail end thing too like it's yeah it saves def- money in the long run definitely i mean the the san francisco and san jose it's just so gross the bay area the la it's, it's la is horrible it's insane yeah um it's not how it's supposed to be, man. <laughs> no, no, no. And if we were, if you, could you imagine sitting on the two hundred five? Yeah. In like a wagon with like a whole train of oxen in front of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think we get as much as I appreciate that. Like those measures do go into play, uh, or are put into play um, to deal with the fact that there are so many cars and such a population density in uh, in the Bay Area and places like LA and stuff. You know. We definitely get the trickle down from that in the you know the taxes we pay on gas and, and uh, registration for cars and stuff when you know the average uh, income is a lot lower here. Yeah, and should, we don't. Should I say it? We don't have state of Jefferson. <laughs> Jefferson State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I I deal with it. It's all right. It's something uh, that we can live with. I yeah. mean, and honestly. I frequently travel down to the Bay Area, yeah. and I use those roads. So it's yeah. like, yeah, you know. And I've been other places. Our roads are not bad. Our roads oh, are pretty nice. Yeah, like yeah. I've been to plenty of other states where it's, oh man, it's a crapshoot just getting on the road. Yeah, yep. So I'm, I like California's roads. I'm yeah. If I get a job working for Caltrans, I definitely would. Yeah, you know, good pay. Yeah, yeah. Get to hang out on a highway all day. Oh, for sure. <laughs> or plow snow. Yeah. Um. The fog harvesting could be a solution for oh. some California cities too. Yeah, I think they have like they have the tall buildings. They have the means to like set these like screens up to collect the fog. I have no idea what this is. What 
What? Explain. The fog. Okay, so fog harvesting. Let me see if I can get a layman's terms kind of okay. explanation so I don't complicate it. So according to Google and yeah. Wikipedia, <laughs> fog collection refers to the collection of water from fog <laughs> using large pieces of vertical canvas to make the fog droplets flow down uh, Sorry, towards a trough below the canvas known as a fog fence. So I don't know if any of you guys listening have ever taken like a survival class, like how to survive in the desert. But one of the things they tell you to do is like if you're stranded, you dig a hole in the ground and put a plastic tarp or something plastic over the top of it. Yeah, yeah. And overnight, the water will condense and yeah, like put drip a, into you it. Peak up the center yeah. of it or something, so it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or pull it down, whatever. Yeah, and you could drink it. This is pretty much the same principle, and they do this in the Andes Mountains. This is primarily how they get their water. Like when they don't have the snow running off, this is how they do it because they're oh, okay. extremely high desert. It's the driest desert in Chile, and they harvest all their water from the fog. Yeah, yeah. And I know they don't have the same infrastructure that we have here. So implementing it there is extremely more, like it's exponentially more difficult for them to do it. Yeah. When we have somewhere like Cal- like San Francisco where we already have the skyscrapers, it'd be as easy as running these tarps across it, you know, yeah, yeah. and just letting the water drain down. Huh. I don't know how much water that could potentially produce yeah. if it's like a viable option, but... Seems like it'd be done more on an individual scale. It, it could be on an individual scale, but I mean... Yeah. I don't know. You could do it both ways. Yeah. I mean, they were talking about putting wind turbines on the skyscrapers yeah, for yeah. the airflow. Like in Chicago, they were talking about doing stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely feasible. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know if we're to that point where that's what we're going to try to do now. Yeah. I'm sure there's so much stuff you could do better. Oh, um, yeah. But just between the design of it, the way that the buildings collect light and, yeah, you, and implementing solar, implementing wind. Yeah. If you, I mean, it all, it all come down to just, building a city from scratch which just isn't how things work you know it just kind of no. gets cobbled together as people put buildings up and you know nothing works the right way but like we just discussed when we start building new new areas and or expanding into new urban like suburban areas that's something that i'm sure they're going to be focusing on doing yeah you know yeah. like the roundabouts they're putting in places now yeah and all that stuff yeah when Elon Musk just builds a whole city by himself. <laughs> <It'll>, <laughs> On Mars? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Could you imagine, though? Like if... I don't know. That's down a different... Have you watched the video that they have a video of... Uh, it's like a time lapse of their you know, proposed... What they want to do with Mars. I, just, I haven't seen it. You know, they start out with a couple, like rockets landed... And they build a, a couple shelters with the supplies there, build a couple more pads, more rockets land, and they just kind of start branching out and creating more and more of these little linked uh, like pod buildings, you know? That's crazy. It is, and you know, they start building gardens, and um, like th- then I think Im- immediately they start mining for um, ice, which then they pull the hydrogen out of, I guess, and that's what they start um, creating rocket fuel with. Oh, that's So that nuts. they can get back off the planet. Yeah, they, yeah. It's pretty cool though. There's a, um, they just go through and uh, and kind of timeline out uh, what what. That's they a lot do of forward it. thinking. It's That's it's really crazy. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty lofty, but you know, um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. So you guys heard it here first. You know, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be the first the first planet with <laughs> yeah. no um no gas driven vehicles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so yeah, the drought's gonna be an issue. It's gonna continue to be an issue. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. We could beat this horse dead until there's no moisture left in the poor thing. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to switch to a local topic? 
I wanted to mention really quick that okay. did you see um, since last show, uh, our president, the man with the best words, uh, he shouted out the U.S. Marine Corps and spelled Marine Corps Marine C O R E. Did he really? Yeah. And then oh a gosh. half hour later, he deleted it. Did he delete it? <laughs> yeah. At least he deleted it. <laughs> he, he, he put it. He retweeted it, but with the correct spelling. He's gonna have uh, military parades though, so he's. <sighs> It's, He's all about it's that. It's crazy. It's, I mean, everybody's <laughs> had that realization that it's not corpse, it's core. Usually it's like at age seven, not seven. For me, it was more like, you know, age like 15. <laughs> <All> right, fair. <laughs> but That's fair. That's fair. I'll admit that, though. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's I not. just never said the word because I didn't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how old is he? He's uh, seven. Do we want to look that up? 71. He's 71 right now. He still doesn't know the difference. And, well, he does now. At this point, I think for him it'd be so much easier to say like I don't operate my Twitter. Like oh. literally everything like that has gone wrong. He could be like, "Not I have that." That's Eric. He yeah, does it. It's he, not me. He takes pride in it and has no shame. Yeah, no shame. Yeah. He was also down on um, looking at the border wall. He was. He went down to the border. Uh, it's been a. It's been over a year since he uh, was inaugurated. And uh, he hasn't been to California once. And he was the, he's the first president, I believe, since Eisenhower to not visit California in uh, his first year in office. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. He visited. Jerry Brown did not meet him, did not see him while he was here. He was here for 24 hours. I don't think Jerry Brown wanted to deal with the traffic down there. <laughs> I was down there when he was down there, and it was, yeah. the traffic was not good. I'm not saying traffic's ever good yeah, yeah, that way, yeah. but the traffic was not good. He, he wouldn't get a helicopter to just hop him around places. That's nuts. I don't know. Uh, I heard Trump had a helicopter that dropped him off in one of the stadiums down there. Okay. And then he took off from the stadium as well. I know. I, I saw someone post on Twitter. It was a picture of Donald Trump in the... It wasn't in the presidential limousine. He was in the SUV that goes in front of it. Oh, okay. Had his head hanging out the window. <laughs> awesome. It's like normally when they like switch them around, it's like for security, but yeah. not, he, no shame. His yeah. head out the window <laughs> like a dog. Crazy. I did not just say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not comparing him to a dog. But yeah, just, my dog does the same thing when I give it rides in the truck. Lived hard, cuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So he went down there uh, and looked at uh, multiple prototypes of the put, uh, proposed border wall um, because that's what we want to happen. He right? had a couple <laughs> a couple good quotes on this, though. We have a lousy wall over here now, but at least it stops 90 95%. When we put up the real wall, we're going to stop 99%, maybe more than that. That's from the president's mouth. So <laughs> how much money are we going to spend on a wall to increase it by 4%? I mean, it, could, it could be 5 It could be 5%. Oh, it, it could be 5 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Is that not crazy? Like, I, I think that's nuts. Yeah, it's... Uh, we, they don't know how much it's going to cost, but the estimates have ranged from 12 to $25 billion, um, which is a lot of money. It's going to go up in price, too, because quoted by Donald Trump, he wants it to be made out of concrete, but also see-through. So we're going to come up with a clear concrete <laughs> substance. <laughs> we have to invent a uh, transparent My concrete. My thing is, that when you build a fence in your yard, you normally build a fence so you don't have to look at someone else's yard. Yeah, like, yeah. not just to keep people out. And not, nothing against Mexico, because Mexico's an awesome place. Yeah. 
But like, if we're going to spend all this money on a wall, yeah. you still want to see through it? Like, yeah. that kind of blows my mind. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't understand. They want he, he wants them to be able to see in and see what they can. He wants to rub it in their faces. <laughs> That's probably exactly what it is, actually. Yeah. yeah. I'm all for immigration. Yeah. I think like we should have open borders, and this might be an extreme stance, but yeah. look how every other country does it, yeah. and their economies are not falling apart. Like They're doing just fine. It's other factors that are hurting them. It's not their immigration policy. It's I think it's it's it comes down to our broken immigration system and that um it's very difficult to from certain countries to immigrate to America. Um I think it's based out of fear rather than reality, rather than a actual understanding of how economies and immigration works. Are you talking fear from the parts of American citizens fearing immigrants? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm saying that I'm saying that the, the policy currently is based out of fear. Um if you by the letter of law, if you've come here illegally, you are a criminal. I think that's I mean if you've broken the law, that that's I mean that's just the definition of the word. Um I think that the system itself Though it, it, it's it's justified by the idea that, you know, these people are coming and taking our jobs. And it that comes out of a false understanding of how an economy works, which yeah. is if you have more workers, if more if more um, if you have more buyers um, and you have and more product is being produced, there's no reason why an economy will not grow to um, to fit the, the needs. And to you know to create more jobs to produce more, uh, a, a good healthy economy should be able to grow and not be reliant on the population staying a single size. Yeah, that does require um, people who can work, people who have a certain level of education, and um, but it also requires people to be able to contribute to the um, to the system to be able to pay taxes and stuff. Yeah. and when you have. Uh, People working illegally, like they're not able to do that, and that that is a problem. I think we could revise the system facilitate. Yeah, God, that was horrible. <laughs> facilitate immigrants a lot easier, like yeah, whether yeah. it be visas. But in that, so in the Modesto, be a couple of weeks ago that they were talking about the farmers, the cent, like agri- agribusinesses in the Central Valley were getting upset about the immigration policies because it's going to make it that much harder for them to have reliant reliable seasonal right. workers because right. if they're, they're the shift they're making is that the immigrants that they have working in their fields are going to have to go back to Mexico and then re-enter every single season right and that's not viable for the the immigrants can't do it for yeah. one it's not well they can't is kind of a weird word to use there but like it yeah. may it's it's hard for them to do it. it's a right. financial hardship to do that right or it could be a financial hardship yeah. you know it, yeah. it might not be but most likely is so now these farmers aren't going to have their rely they don't have reliability for their workers now right you know and the thing that gets me is people sit there and say oh well, see that means american people can go to that job <laughs> they don't american yeah. workers don't go work yeah. in fields anymore if they're in fields they're on a tractor they're not out there picking strawberries or anything and that yeah. might i'm not trying to sound racist or anything that's just the fact of it like yeah. american workers don't do that yeah. and the idea behind oh well they're stealing our jobs it's not true like no one can steal a job it's mm-hmm. not yeah no one can like show up to your office pointing a gun at you and say hey i'm taking this now <laughs> like it doesn't work like that yeah. people want to pay cheaper prices consumers go to the store they're going to buy the thing that's cheaper yeah like could be better quality might not be but they're, they'll normally always buy something that's cheaper you know the farmers have to produce it and they have to be to be able to produce it cheaper in order to 
you know, make money off of it. Yeah. Otherwise, why function? It's super complicated because, like, on one hand, they're protected by, um, by the fact that they're illegal, um, and they, they, they are able to steal jobs, quote unquote, um, because they're not they're not operating under U.S. labor laws. They can work for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. But, but what I'm getting at is it's not them. It's not their fault. It's the company that's no, hiring no, no. them. That's yeah, I, that's yeah. where the problem comes down yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. The companies, and it's not even the company. It's the consumers that want yeah. to pay a cheaper price. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And it's with literally you. It goes full cycle back to the yeah. consumer, and that's so the illegal immigrant is just seizing an opportunity to yeah. make money, yeah. and the farm the farms are seizing this opportunity to not pay as much on taxes, right? You know, and to get extremely cheap labor. Mm-hmm. So it's. And then because of that, the consumer gets a lower price on their yeah. good. So it, everyone benefits. Yeah. If your biggest argument is that, I mean, honest, well, you know, tax money. But yeah. it, okay, if we made every immigrant here a legal citizen, do you know how yeah. much money we'd pay yeah. to them yeah. in tax refunds? Yeah. Like we'd have to redo our whole entire tax code yeah. for the state. It's insane. It's yeah. There, there's a lot to it. Um, I mean. It, from an ethical perspective, like you're you're paying a certain class of people um, extremely unfairly for the work they're doing. You're yeah. not protecting, and yes, it's because of the choices they made to be here working illegally. Um, those choices come out of the fact that whatever living conditions they were under were extremely difficult. Like it, it's 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 complicated. Um, if you it, if we do, um, you know, revise our, our immigration system in a way that uh, allows them to become part of the system easily, you know, that can, will be a huge financial hit on the agricultural industry and many industries, but um, especially like agricultural and uh, and uh, food preparation. Um, immediately having to pay, you know, federally mandated uh, minimum wage and state mandated mandated minimum wage um will hit food prices incredibly yeah and like you know is that something americans are prepared to deal with it it uh, it's just it's it's messy uh it's one of those problems where like you have a hole in your roof you patch it and you find eight other holes <laughs> exactly like exactly. It, it, you're never gonna unless you redo everything yeah you're never gonna actually fix the problem yeah and yeah it's yeah like, the deeper you study it and the more I, I think a lot of the problems that we're having especially with our culture today is we're not looking at the problem yeah. we're looking at solutions yeah. for a problem that we don't understand yet yeah, and yeah. that's I mean we could say that about a lot of political things oh for sure and people are pushing their agenda with it yeah I mean it's I know I don't want to do that work like I wouldn't do it for minimum wage yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah. I know most of the people I work with and I'm friends with wouldn't want to do that either right and it's not saying it's a bad job but it's just it's not what I want to do. Yeah. They didn't steal that job from me. I'll, yeah. I'll just say that. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if you make everything legal, then you do have to pay them minimum wage, at which point the agricultural industry becomes almost unsustainable, possibly. I don't know. It's, it's already unsustainable. Oh, the for, farm oh it's bill. already, they, yeah, it's already hugely, it's subsidized. hugly subsidized. Exactly. But, okay, now you're paying people a huge percentage more or um, than they're being paid, paid before. That ups food prices. But then the alternative is that you're uh, paying people m- much less than a living wage, 
in order to have cheap food prices, which is extremely unethical. Yeah. There, there's, there's no good answer. We need to stop. Robots. We need robots to stop eating food. Yeah. We need to automate all the farms and stop or eating. Or there is, I mean, a solution that a lot of people, especially up here, are really fond of is local. Oh, for you sure. You know, just yeah, go yeah. local farms, yep. local beef, local yep. everything, and you like you are directly supporting your neighbor, and yep. there's nothing wrong with that. That's, yeah. you know. That's true. I mean, Yeah. Yeah. That was a long tangent about the border wall. That was good. That was good. Still don't have clear concrete yet, though, unfortunately. Ah, damn it. <laughs> uh, what else we got? The millennials are killing uh, Toys R Us. Yeah, Toys R Us is dead. At it's least crazy. in America. Canada crazy. might still survive. Yeah. Um, yeah. When was the last time... Anybody went to Toys R Us though? <laughs> That's kind of the question. No, does seven. any does anybody remember KB Toys? Did you live that up here? Sounds KB familiar, Toys? but no. It was like a toy shop down in the junction. Yeah, that place was cool. Yeah. I, I like that place a lot. Yeah, it was a local toy store, so yeah, it was yeah. like it was really neat. Um, and then it turned into Players Kingdom, where people trade their games. And wow, yeah. industries just changed like crazy. Man, yeah, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, do people buy hard copy video games now? Or do they just buy them online? What's a hard copy? Oh, oh, like, oh, an like a physical, disc? like a physical. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't. I. I, I GameStop's I buy, gonna. I buy next. used. I buy used games because uh, I'm too cheap to buy my kids a brand new video game system. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll get there though. No, I don't think people do. No, you download them. You, you get them off Steam or whatever. I don't know how that stuff works. Well, yeah, Toys R Us is saying that millennials not having kids is what's causing them to shut their doors. Millennials are killing everything. I, I'm. I would venture to say that millennials play a huge part in it, whether or not it's them not having kids. Yeah. I, I well, I just think the the storefront has changed. You don't go. Sears went out of business. Is that the millennials' fault, or is it the fault that they couldn't keep up with like Amazon? You know, Macy's is going out of business. It's the same thing. Like, these big stores just aren't sustainable anymore. Well, I think it's multifaceted, and I think the millennials do have a large part to play in it. Um, I think that we kind of talked about this already privately, but uh, millennials are just too strapped for time and money, I think, to put up with services or businesses that don't offer either extreme quality or extreme convenience. Um, And, like... I mean, like look at Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime, you know, and they're they they're going to take over every business transaction or every you know product purchase that happens at some point here soon. It seems like, yeah. Um, and you, but I mean, if you look at Amazon from you know five ten years ago to now, the quality has dropped off in, in, incredibly. I mean, look at these these stands that were uh, yeah that were that were recording into and all their like shitty screws and springs and stuff, you know. Um, it, but it's, but it's still relatively cheap for what you'd go right. Like if you went it, to a local music store, yeah, you paid fifty bucks. And you for had this one thing. option, just right. Like, and they might have one in stock. You yeah. had to wait for them to order the next one. Yeah, you know exactly. But I mean, you know, people buy the. You know, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of reviews on these things. You know, this everybody's buying this. Um, just some cheap rebranded Chinese uh, spring-loaded mic stand. <laughs> yeah, and it's because it's extremely convenient. You have Amazon Prime. You pay ninety bucks a, a year or whatever. Or your parents do it, and you. And or you you're a student. And you yeah, just everybody, everybody steals their uh, their some family members Amazon Prime, and uh, and it shows up in two days, and, and you just don't care about the quality. So it's either convenience or, you know, uh, quality. You know, people. I I know a lot of people and myself. You know, if if uh, 
you're going to go to some awesome pizza place or some family-owned uh, restaurant or some bar, distillery or whatever. Like there are there are things that millennials care about. The way I see things, like uh, the way that Applebee's could exist or Chili's or or Olive Garden or whatever, like these places that just kind of relied on their name and their image and like marketing as like uh, this kind of like warm fuzzy family atmosphere type thing. Like I think the younger generations just demand more than that. Like there, there actually has to be some demonstrable qualities besides a, a warm, fuzzy feelings. You know, I think we just, we don't have enough money to, to, to pay for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think a big part of it is accountability too. I yeah. know like maybe when Toys R Us was starting, like, I remember going to Toys R Us as a kid. Yeah. It was like, they had all the exclusive toys. You can get those toys anywhere else. Right. You know, like it was, and they had discounted toys. Like yeah. the toys weren't, I remember when I was younger, and we talked about this in private too. I could buy the Legos there, and they were like ten percent cheaper than anywhere else. Right? You know, and that's because they had agreements with Lego to actually yeah. sell them cheaper. And that's, I think that's how those businesses survive. But then, as they get, you know, as their life cycle expands, as they get older, they can't maintain those same partnerships for whatever reason, or maybe they want more money out of it. They see, they yeah. recognize that they can make more money with it. Yeah. And I think they're still relying on that old image that they have and they just don't have that image anymore. Yeah. And people from the millennial generation are holding them accountable to that. Like, Hey, you know, if you aren't going to offer what you're saying you used to offer, yeah. you know, you used to be able to buy houses through Sears. You can't <laughs> yeah. do that anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like maybe if Sears started selling pre-made homes or home yeah. kits, they'd still be in business. Yeah. Like, who I doubt it, but who knows? Yeah. Or I mean, uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I'm not in the mechanic industry, so I'm probably gonna sound like an idiot. But like, uh, you see companies like Snap-on, you know, which is just renowned for their like uh, the lifetime warranty of their tools. You know, the, the the truck shows up at the job site, and you can exchange your tool, and you're buying you're buying into a promise of quality. Yeah. And uh, when you buy a tool, and you spend an incredible amount of money on it, but you know, I think there's still, I think a lot of people still see the value in that. But yeah. like, whereas Sears, uh, Craftsman was seen, the Craftsman brand owned by Sears was seen as that same way for a long time. And, uh, now you just hear story after story of that going to shit and, yeah. uh, it's just, they, they don't, re- they don't, uh, respect it or they don't, they, they give you a used, uh, yeah, they send you tool, a used you tool. know, yeah, yeah. And to replace stuff that just breaks, you know, right around the corner. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think when that quality starts to drop, which it's, it's the same thing. It's just it's super complicated because you're competing with Amazon and stuff like that who are who are selling the same shitty stuff, yeah, but so cheap and so convenient because they're such a uh, a large scale operation. Um, it's just messy. Uh, I think another big part of it is like the specialization. Like when you're buying something from Snap On, yeah. Like if you're a mechanic and you're buying through Snap On, like you don't go to a store to buy Snap On products. Right. They come to you to sell it to you right. if you have a shop. You know, and you might be using that Snap-on tool like 50% of your day yeah. for eight hours. Like, you're using that same tool. Like, if you use an impact gunner, like anything, you know, like yeah. you're using that all day. So spending, you know, maybe $200 more than what you'd right. pay through Amazon right. for it, that's a no-brainer. Like, it's yeah. totally, it's, it's something that you need. Whereas someone like myself that doesn't work on cars all the time, but yeah. I still occasionally do, I'll buy the $10 Walmart product. Yeah. And if it breaks, I'll go buy a new yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'll literally just keep buying them because it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter to me like maybe five years from now i might hit that 200 hundred dollar threshold but until then you know yeah definitely and then maybe i'll figure out how to stop breaking tools yeah but i yeah i don't know i mean 
maybe it's just wishful thinking, but I like to think that the younger generation isn't losing their the value that's that's put on quality, you know? I think I th- we're holding it to a higher I standard. Think, yeah, I think it's still there. I think it's being held to a higher standard, and for anything less than that, just not go, go for the cheapest and most convenient. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and if you fall anywhere in the middle, like I feel like Toys R Us has, as well as, you know, compounding the fact that most of children's time is spent on a device, on a on an eye device or some sort of screen device, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they're just not using toys as much anymore. Well, there's a bigger bang for your buck with that type of thing, yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, the technical mobility or technology mobility with it. Yeah. You know, I wish I learned how to type when I was three. That'd yeah. be sick. Yeah. I'd have, like, fingers of gold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it, there's a lot of factors, but I think that just the fact that... Um, Millennials aren't having kids. I don't think it accounts for all of it. I, and you see a lot of. Uh, I think we're just getting blamed for it. I think I, everybody's. I, I, I every, think yeah. we have an effect on it, but yeah. I think that people are just looking for an out. Yeah. I, I think the real problem is Toys R Us can't compete in today's day and age. They can't compete. They can't provide a service to the market that exists now. Right. That, like the market changed. You can't blame the market for changing. Yeah. You know, like you had your. It's your fault as a company for not. Like evolving with your market, yeah, and that's yeah. pretty much from a business standpoint. You should know that you should you should be able to look in the future and see what's going to yeah, go on. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I mean, sell exclusive things, make it specialized. Yeah. You know, people still go to camera stores. Yeah, like people still go to automotive shops to buy specific things. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, these stores still exist. It's not that. I don't know. If I mean, at least for me, if I'm going, if I'm, if I need a cheap part for my car. You know, I get it off Rock Auto or whatever. If I need advice or special, you know, if I need, yeah, advice or uh, support or I don't know, if I need knowledge, you know, then I'm going to then I'm gonna go to uh, a shop or, you know, talk yeah. to my mechanic who is going to have better information. But, like, that's that's what I'm paying for. I'm paying yeah. for the, the quality of the experience and the, the knowledge rather than just providing a, a part for me that I can get cheaper somewhere else. Well, even, like, going to AutoZone, like, AutoZone might not have the best parts, but... Yeah. Most of the time, they have lifetime like warranties yeah. on them. So, yeah, your part might break five years in the future, but you don't have to buy a new yeah. one. You just have to replace it again. And if you do work on your car like I do, it's not a big issue. It's yeah. something that I enjoy getting under the car and working on it. Yeah. And I would order off of eBay or all, especially if I could get like an OEM part off yeah. of eBay. That's what I'm going to do first because that's you know that's the specialized like I was saying, a specialized item. Yeah. But if I need to be on the road that afternoon, you can go to AutoZone. They have like the hub shipments like every three hours mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. So. I can go in there, hang out at Starbucks for a couple hours, and go pick my part up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and yeah. I mean, but that's how AutoZone has evolved to facilitate. Yeah, yeah. competing they're on still, an, with an online. They still sell thing. at competitive prices. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. And if they if the price isn't that much more competitive, they they can have it to you that same day. Yep. You know, and you don't have to pay for that shipping. It's they bring it up for you. Yeah. They'll yeah. even call you when they get it in. Which is, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, I like the folks at AutoZone. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah, I'm there no, it's, far it's too cool. often. They, yeah, they seem like they know. Uh, enough yeah, they about they know stuff. enough. I mean, if, for what they don't know, you can find on YouTube. It's not like it's that complicated to look yeah. stuff up, yeah, especially yeah. when you drive '90s vehicles. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yep. Uh, you know what? I don't see how you're gonna hate me. Everybody's gonna hate me. Uh, I don't understand how millennials aren't killing Disneyland yet. Oh my gosh! You were just there, right? I was just there. <laughs> what Millennials, the... okay. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend actually had this discussion driving home. Okay, cool. <laughs> and if you look into Disney World, mm-hmm. 
there's been a t- well, Florida's like crime city. Right. There's been a ton of novels, a ton of like reports. Like, a t- there's a ton of information about like it's called Team Rodent. Well, that's <laughs> it's not called Team Rodent, but Team Rodent is like associated with like this thing of like how Disney's like mutilated Florida. Right. Like with tourism, and yeah, that's yeah. and I know we're talking Disney like as a whole. Yeah. I really Disney's tricky. Like yeah. I. I want to talk trash on it really bad, <laughs> but I love Disney still. Like yeah, yeah. it's still something that I enjoy. But yeah. going to Disneyland and paying to get in is yeah. a joke. Like yeah. it's the rides. The rides at Disneyland are not what they used to be. Yeah. Like maybe it was just me being over glorifying it as a kid, but yeah. I swear they sped those rides up. <laughs> I swear, like because as an adult, <laughs> I did not have ADHD or ADD as a kid. Yeah, so like I could really take stuff in. Yeah, but going through that those rides as an adult, yeah. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, yeah. You like Mr. Toad's ride? I couldn't even tell you what was in that place. It was like a couple of turns and we were back. I was like, "What?" It's the time dilation. That... I, it must be. Like, it, it's gotta be. But I, yeah. I just everything seemed really rushed. Yeah. To me, just like it's that same. It relies on like that warm, fuzzy feeling that you get. The same yeah. as like Applebee's or any of these other industries, you know. Uh, that's completely contrived and like people appreciate it. And I don't, and you know, I get that. But, like, what they offer seems like it would fall in that same category as everything millennials are just moving away from. I think, I know Disney does this thing where they're reproducing movies, like they're redoing it, like a reissue of a yeah. movie. Yeah. Like every generation or every right. couple of years or whatever. I think, sorry. I think that's kind of a smart thing to do since there's the product they're selling isn't just like going to Disneyland or it's not just buying a movie. Right. It's like the. The memory of watching that movie. The memory yeah. of like being a little kid, like right. acting like the genie from Aladdin. Right, you know, right. like it's. I don't know. It's not worth it to go to Disneyland now. It's a hundred something dollars a ticket, oh my God. and you can't like you could try to spend a day there. But if you have four kids with you, or even oh, one yeah. kid with you, like me and my girlfriend went and we couldn't do the whole park in one day, and we yeah. were like, we had the fast passes. We were going as like we walked thirteen miles in one day. Oh it was like thirty three thousand steps, and I was like. I was spent by the end of the day. Yeah. I couldn't imagine doing that with a kid. Like, there's no way. And that's sure. something that if you yeah, don't want to yeah. have kids and you need to, like, solidify that, just yeah, go to yeah. Disneyland. Oh, yeah. Like, just go there. Have you been there recently? Or not recently. No, it's been yet? 10 years. Okay. Yeah. Not, mm, yeah, same difference. Are you planning on taking your kids down nah, there? No. No? I'm not. I'm not. Not into it. <laughs> nah, your kids are good at other things like snowboarding. <laughs> uh, it just didn't catch with me. I don't know. It's like, it's, I don't know. The castle doesn't seem as big. The mm. go on the Matterhorn it doesn't seem as fun. Yeah. Space Mountain, I won that for the first time. I like that. That was yeah. a cool ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little bit gimmicky, though. I mean, the lights are turned off the whole time, and I think it'd be really cool if they had, like, some form of, like, like one of those like crazy like kaleidoscope rooms like yeah yeah, yeah like that, that'd be really that. cool yeah um we went on thunder mountain still super fun yeah it broke on us while we were on it though yeah i feel like indiana jones got sped up though that ride <laughs> used to take forever like it was like actually fun and it just seems really like i just know that when disney like when they were making these rides the rides were telling a story like you and it, i don't know I think they spend more time on like the instructional video, like introducing the ride than they do oh, on the yeah, actual huh? ride. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean is still a fun ride. Yeah. There's not really a story behind it, but that yeah. ride's still nice and long. It's a little weird that they they like tossed in Johnny Depp, didn't they? Yeah, Johnny. It's like all the like the you know the old like cartoon pirates, and then Johnny Depp's like right in between yeah. them. Like <laughs> it, it, it fits though. It, yeah. it works pretty well. Um, 
I was actually, I thought that was kind of cool. Isn't there like, well, like you go through, there's a boat and it's shooting the cannons and the water's splashing. Yeah. And those are all cartoon pirates, right? No, they're, they're, they're live. Are they? Oh, live okay. Yeah. I, I yeah. was there at a time when it was half and half. Yeah. Like there were cartoon, like very cartoony, not realistic looking humans. Yeah, they're all realistic looking. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And then Johnny Depp was going through them and it was weird so they just yeah. have him in a couple spots yeah, like yeah. not really um he's not like really he's like in one of them he's hiding like yeah. among some people selling suits spoiler alert spoiler he's at the end of the ride <laughs> but he's just sitting there like yeah he's just sitting there on a pile of gold yeah, yeah. it's not like he's the one thing that they do have is they have an auction where they're selling women which I'm surprised that's still there. I think I remember that, yeah. It's like winches for sale. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And like the guy's instructing her to like turn around and show off her body. Oh my God. I'm really surprised that people aren't up in arms about <laughs> that's that. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't really care. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they, that's what pirates did. I mean, yeah. if you're going to take that out, you might as well take out them shooting each other too. <laughs> but, well, well. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just surprised with today's like yeah. age of feminism and. Yeah. I'm nothing against it. Like I'm yeah. just surprised that Disney hasn't like been Yeah, nobody's know, pushed yeah, to take yeah, that down. That's interesting. I wonder I wonder if they're gonna take it down. Huh. <laughs> that's pretty funny. But Disney Disneyland's fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, it loses the winches. Oh. Okay, so they do plan on taking the winches out. We'll get to it someday. Auction. Yeah, the sign says auction, take a wish for a bride. <laughs> the sign will soon say auction, surrender your loot. Sweet. Wow, they're totally changing it. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> awesome. That ride was installed in 1967. That's crazy. And it sounds like it was installed in 19... It's noisy. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. That ride's cool, though, because it has... It goes through the Blue Bayou, like the cafe. Yeah, yeah, And it's yeah, like... Yeah. It's really quiet, and like... Yeah. You feel like you weren't supposed to be talking, like you're just taking it. And then when it drops you in, it's like total atmosphere yeah, change. Yeah. I think Disney did a really good job with that. Yeah. I was impressed. Like, I haven't, I haven't been on that ride since... I want to say I was like... It was a long time ago, yeah. more than 10 years. And every time I go to Disneyland, I get strep throat. Yeah. So oh. always the second day I'm sick in the stupid hospital because I can't <laughs> breathe sucks. or eat or drink yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah. I didn't get it this time, though. So. How do you get in that restaurant? You just walk up to it. Really? Yeah. They only they only serve like four different dishes, and they're not that great. Mm. So it's not... We were going to do it. We had a reservation. I yeah. through the fast pass. Out, through the fast pass, I could make a reservation. Uh, it was like an hour and a half wait, just because it's like we did it at like I want to say like nine thirty in the morning, and we got like a lunch reservation. Yeah. So I think the wait was just like so they could like open their business pretty much. Yeah. yeah. But when we got to the front, it was like just four menu items. It wasn't really mm. spectacular. So we went to the Rainforest Cafe. It's super expensive. They don't have the prices posted out yeah. front. But I wasn't going to pay for what they had. Like, not saying that it was overpriced. It's just none of the food there was, like, appealing to me in the oh, middle of the day. Oh, like, and ditch. <laughs> I'm not paying for this. Peace. <laughs> Mickey Mouse would beat the crap. <laughs> just beat the death. <laughs> I wish I could do a Mickey Mouse voice. That would be really fun. But, I mean, I just... I don't mind paying a lot of money for food. Like yeah. if it's something I know what I'm going to enjoy, like I'll pay twenty bucks for a good steak. Because like, you're a millennial. 
Because I'm a millennial and it's quality. <laughs> but no, like, but that's true. Like I would, you yeah. know, if I would, if I wanted trim, yeah, or if I wanted, I don't even remember what else they had there. If I wanted it, I would. The price wouldn't have mattered to me. Yeah, I would have yeah. bought it anyways. Because how often do you get to go eat there? For sure, you know. But I mean, I don't know. I just really wanted to flick olives at the people on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Yeah, that's really yeah. all I wanted to do. <laughs> when I saw they didn't have any olives on their menu, I was like, oh, that forget that. No. <laughs> Grapes at least. <laughs> Follow up. Rosalinda's <laughs> caught on fire. It caught on fire, like, was it two days after our last yeah, podcast? Yeah, it was right after they had gotten shut down. And so a, a, multiple people saw what looked like people that were associated with the establishment uh, parked up, you know, against the building, loading stuff up. And then soon after is when the call came in uh, that it was on fire. Yeah. And prior to that, they were still trying to find the 78-year-old owner. They, I don't think they Oh, found, yeah, she's uh, they found her charged yet? with a bunch of felonies, I think. Yeah. And she's on the run. So, yeah, they haven't found her. Yeah. Rosalinda San Martin. That's yeah. her name. How funny that it's a chick that runs a strip club. Like, I yeah. think that's kind of different. It's yeah, Her daughter was arrested on the day of the raid. Got to respect the hustle. I, mean, I guess so. <laughs> Whatever you got to do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Union Democrat has this awesome picture in their slideshow of, uh, I think, I, I saw, um, the guy that called in the fire. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> He's standing all proud and looking off in the distance. Hey, all he needs is, like, an eagle on his shoulder and, like, <laughs> and it has like the, a six-shooter on his side or something. It has the shitty girls, 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 uh, <laughs> sign behind him. Oh my uh, god! It says, you know, Bruce, whatever his name is, uh, called in the thing, just with chest puffed out. (laughs) He's he's all about that. (laughs) Looking like such a hero. Yeah, I really want to go steal that girls, girls, girls sign. No, I do too. So bad, right? So bad. Oh my god! It's just there, and the gates open. I don't know how we could get it down. I want the gentleman's club sign too. Right? I want all all the signs. I want the stripper pole. That's what I really want. (laughs) That's true. It's did they did they have a pool? Oh, I'm sure they I'm did. Sure they I'm sure they, they got they got a few. Yeah, uh, the girls, girls, girls sign would be so perfect. Uh, it's, I don't know. I don't know how you'd cut it down fast enough. We're gonna run into it with a truck. There you go. <laughs> Practical. <That's true. laughs> Practical <true>. solution. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Oh, did I do that? <laughs> Probably break drive off with the balls. sign in the back of your truck. Grayson Mobley at Bret Hart High School. He's 16 years old, and he's saying that he should have the right to discuss the the Christian idea of creationism in his classroom, in his science class, not his religion class, his science class. And most people don't agree with that based on the the traditional scientific approach of providing evidence for your... uh, scientific findings <laughs> i was reading some of the the comments on facebook yeah. and i'm i have a religious background yeah like I'm, i'll be open about yeah, that yeah me too but i also respect you know science the thing yeah. about science that differs from religion is that science is like changing all the time yeah it's like as soon as they find something that refutes evidence i mean sure if you're like a physicist that has been like studying the same thing for years and years and years, you're going to try to refute it as best you can. Right. But not refute it because you don't believe it, but try to, like, make double sure, triple yeah. sure, quadruple sure that you didn't just report something wrong, that your life work was wrong. Right. You know, but with science, 
they they're open to that. They're open yeah. to that change. Like, yeah. oh, you know what? This is a better system. Mm-hmm. This is a diff- better explanation for right. whatever is happening. You know that we're observing. Right. Whereas religion isn't change. It doesn't change at all. Yeah. You know, like it's not. Yeah. There's 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 no there's no tool for uh for error correcting. It's very uh, harsh towards criticism. Um, it, which is dangerous because critical thinking is the one pathway we have really as human beings to become, it's kind of what defines us as a human being. Yeah. To understand truth is you, before you accept an idea, you, you, you run through it and you see, okay, where are all the places this could be wrong? Unless Um, you're a certain demographic. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Well, yeah. Religion on the other hand sees an idea and says, you know, God doesn't want us to criticize this. Who are we to question God? And, uh, and just stays thinking the exact same thing without never changing. And uh, I mean, and, th- and I think that just throws your ability to become closer to understanding truth, just throws it out the window. Well, and that's what even in the, if you look at the, like Jesus Christ in the Bible with yeah. the New Testament, he was reversing a lot of the stuff that they were doing in the Old Testament. Right. And that's why there's like, even as dictated in the Bible, there's a lot of backlash against them. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like, from the very beginning, it's, they've been very yeah. hesitant to change, um, and uh, I mean it's it's understandable because it's so tied in with your uh, identity, your culture, with, your, with your culture, yeah, with the way that you see the world, with your view on what happens to you after you die. The thing uh, that strikes yeah. me as interesting is that I took a cultural geography class. I've actually taken several, yeah, but every every culture has religions, yeah, or religious systems. That followed pretty much the same principles. Don't eat shellfish. Yeah. Don't eat unclean pork. Yeah. Like all this stuff that like you could explain with science. Like, yeah. yeah when you didn't know how to cook shellfish and you ate it raw, you're going to die. Yeah. Like, and oh, what's the punishment for eating shellfish? Oh, you're going to die. Look at that. You know? And that's not <laughs> yeah. just Christianity. Yeah. It's in like tons of religions. Like yeah. throughout the end, wherever there's shellfish, there's a religion saying like you can't eat shellfish right, unless right. you cook it this way. Yeah. You can't eat pork unless you cook it this way. Yeah. You know? And that's like... It was just them trying to explain their science. Yeah. You yeah. Know? No, I, I mean, yeah, that's that's a huge part of it, I'm sure. There's the same issue of uh, we have a kind of our survival instinct, you know, and it is terrified of dying. Yeah. Um, I think with a better understanding of the world, we can move past that. But if you don't have that, you know, there's there's a very real reason that we have that survival instinct. And, uh, it's because it's what's kept us pro- – or it's allowed us to become who we are because – the creatures that didn't want to survive died. Yeah. <laughs> and the ones that did want to survive passed their genes on. And so, like, natural selection very easily explains why our survival instinct exists. And once we've gained a certain level of uh, cognition, we start asking ourselves, you know, wh- uh, what happens when we die? You know, why? Yeah. And being terrified of it. And, uh, I mean, so I think there's a very real uh, I, justification for those beliefs popping up is because you know we are understandably terrified of of this this ending and uh you know we, we want those things so you know um we start sharing those stories around orally and uh they turn into and they get combined with you know yeah exactly what you're saying cultural you don't yeah. you protect cultural your practices. protect your people and they turn into this mismatch. the easiest way to get people not to eat shellfish is to tell them they're going to die if they eat it like, <laughs> exactly. and, it's, and they do yeah. die when they eat it because yeah. it's not it isn't good to eat when it's yeah. raw um the way i like to explain it is like every religion on the planet could exist like they totally could our problem is we're trying to explain religion like what we're trying to explain 
everything outside the shoebox with stuff that's inside the shoebox. Yeah. And until we can step outside the shoebox, we we can't explain it. It's yeah. not explainable. So yeah. it being taught in science class is kind of like it's it doesn't belong there. Right. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Like, that's the argument that's made a lot. Is like, well, you can't disprove it. But it's that's not like that's not where the the, the the that's not where the proof or the burden of proof should lie is that well it, it it's it's fine because you can't disprove it like there you can you can't disprove in you know in any ridiculous story that anybody wants yeah. to create create but that doesn't mean it belongs in your science class no, you well, know? <laughs> and if if we're going to talk about like science is science what it actually should be academic science yeah it's explaining things it's yeah. not it's not it's like you you see something happen and you question why it's happening. Yeah, and you explain it with the best science you have yeah. of why that's happening. We, I mean, we have the scientific method that's established as the best tool we have to getting closer to an understanding of reality, which is creating hypotheses, testing them repeatedly, and then building theories from that. Yeah, and none but of that none of that, that works gained. against yeah. the religious belief. <laughs> no, and, and I mean. <laughs> I'm not saying like I'm not saying religion or anything faith based doesn't exist. It's yeah. just you can't scientifically prove faith. Yeah, like yeah. it's not at least not yet. Yeah. We might learn stuff. Yeah, that's outside the shoebox, mm-hmm. and we can start explaining what's outside sure. the shoebox. But it's like living in an apartment in a city. If you never leave the apartment, do you really know what the city's yeah, like? Yeah, like yeah. you can't. You don't. You might hear it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but you get, doesn't explain it. You're yeah. just seeing things from it. Yeah. Um, so I think it's weird that they're suing for it. They just need to have like a world religions class or something. Like I don't. It's or I think the easiest way to do it is just don't discuss how the world was created. Like we can have ideas behind it and theories behind it, but I think there's more important things in science to I think, discuss. Than I that. think it's specifically about evolution, though, which is at least in biology a pretty yeah, it's, it's a, a pretty broad and yeah. and significant topic. And so, yeah. like you're not gonna. I, I don't know what. Like, I know when what, I was. I don't know what the kid wants to say. Like, yeah, no, it's I, not, I know. You're like, not the one supposed to be talking. It's your teacher's job to talk. You listen. Our teacher discussed <laughs> when I took biology at, at good old Somerville. Yeah. Um, the teacher that I had discussed the beginning of the year was like, people believe it happened like this. They believe it happened like this, or they believe it happened like this. Right. And there's all these religious ways that they believe it happened. The thing is, we can't recreate it in a lab, and we can't re-experiment with it. Yeah. So we're not going to we're not going to worry about it. Yeah. We're going to move on to talk about this, and we've yeah. moved on to something else. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a real comfortable way of dealing with it. I mean, in all honesty, like there's no reason why you can't apply the scientific method to the theory yeah. or the theory, the hypothesis of creation creationism, uh, because I mean, you can still make claims about if um, if we didn't. If we didn't get here by evolution, humanity, or I mean, uh, every biological life form survived a flood in a boat. Yeah. Um, and that boat landed on that Mount, Mount said, Ararat in middle in the Middle that East. That being said, the majority of different world religions have a flood story. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And that, which is I mean, crazy. that's probably understandable by the fact that floods happen and they're terrifying. And, yeah. And when they happen, people talk about them a lot. You know. And, but wait, wait, wait. Uh, to get back to that though, if Hold that thought. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I know. I went, I went down if, the tangent. If all animal and human life survived in a boat, everything else died out, and that boat landed on a, a mountain in the Middle East, now we have life everywhere. We have kangaroos that live only in Australia and nowhere else, you know? Yeah. There's per, you know, you can form a hypothesis that says if, or your hypothesis should be if this happened, we should see a trail of 
evidence of kangaroos somehow yeah. getting from a mountain in the Middle East to Australia. Well, right. and for me, if that's how we're going to like look at it, yeah. if we're all going to believe that we came out of that ark, yeah. that should be the moment of creation because anything beyond that wouldn't matter. Right. I, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, totally. I'm just saying you can... Uh, if this if the teacher at Somerville was saying like we can't really test it like you can test it you can yeah. say okay this is what we'd expect to see if this was the case I think he was more along the lines that you can't recreate it in a lab I right. think you you could find evidence for it and right. you could test the evidence yeah. but you can't like we can't create a big bang right. like we physically humans cannot mm-hmm. create a big yeah. bang at least yet right no, Every, no, no, everything no. with science yeah, is yeah. at least not not with our best science now yeah yeah certainly you know? but that's that's just a point some people like to make to yeah. kind of weaken the argument and like you can still do science based on the, um, like, so, you know, take Abraham Lincoln. Um, we, I, I trust that he existed as a person. Yeah. I can't recreate Abraham Lincoln. We can never have another Abraham Lincoln. Uh, we can never recreate the year, uh, 18 shit <laughs> whenever, whenever he was whenever there Abraham Lincoln was, was it the 1860s uh, I think it was the 1850s no, when he died I could be wrong um, that said based on the evidence you know if, if we can we can create a hypothesis that says if Abraham Lincoln existed we would expect pictures to exist we'd expect documents to exist if he was the president of the United States we'd expect multitudes of historical evidence to exist and then we can go find that check that against our hypothesis and conclude that Abraham Lincoln did exist and so I mean that's the scientific method in action yeah. right there and we can apply that to the same thing the Noah's Ark story the creationism story the Big Bang story and so I mean if you want to get down to it, you can definitely still do it. And so a lot of people say like, oh, well, we, since we can't recreate it, you know, they're, yeah. they're kind of the same, you know? And it's like, no, yeah. we can get really harsh on it. But I can see why if you're the teacher at a high school of a probably large yeah. oh, percentage you just want religious, to just, yeah. It's not <laughs> like, on the SAT, so yeah, let's yeah. just yeah. glance yeah. over yeah. that, Yeah, he you was know? being real nice and comfortable, and that's, and that's you know, that's cool. I, th- I was comfortable with the way he did it. I was more conservative back then for yeah, sure yeah but i would i mean not that i totally turn down any other idea but yeah I, that caters to pretty much any any explanation or belief system that was in the classroom you know it's yeah. like look it's something that happened there's more important stuff that we need to cover sure you know and that's kind of i don't know I, I think that's a good way to go about doing yeah. it i mean it might not be like the most informed way but if those kids want to learn more about it that's yeah. where you take your you know take a college class on it or something uh, yeah you know I'd when you're interested. in college if that's like if that's your career path like because yeah. i mean i didn't learn anything about biology class anyways like yeah. <laughs> even if yeah. it would have gone over evolution or anything else i wouldn't have picked it up i yeah. wouldn't have cared it yeah i'd like to i mean it'd be interesting to see where these people's heads are at because i mean it doesn't seem like there's any reason why it should be so confrontational uh it seems like there'd be as a teacher it'd be a way to navigate it whereas you were explaining the parameters of the class, which is to explain the scientific method and how it applies yeah. to reality. And when your belief falls outside that, uh, it, it's either <laughs> the teacher's presenting it really poorly or this kid's really stubborn based on my knowledge of young earth creationists. <laughs> the kid's probably really stubborn yeah. <laughs> and his family is probably really stubborn. Um, but you know, benefit of the doubt. I mean, free speech. Yeah. He can, he can say what he wants. Yeah. I mean, as a teacher, I think this is distracting from what the class is like. You could have a perfectly fine science class without discussing any of it, to right. be honest. I yeah. mean, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. It's just like you can discuss politics without actually getting political. Like, yeah. 
I, I, I mean, don't know. it's I, healthy to have like the different viewpoints, yeah. but I mean, I think it's crazy that he's trying to sue about it. That's yeah. what I think is nuts. Like, there's so much other stuff that we could be doing. Yeah, you're gonna sue about that, like. Yeah, it's. I mean, he's suing about that while kids are getting shot up in other schools. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, do you see the disconnect? Yeah. No, like, it's true. It, it's their that viewpoint is so um, just adamant in the face of any any sort of criticism i mean you've seen the the noah's ark in uh kansas is it yeah they built a giant noah's ark yeah with cranes and cement and it took a team of you know hundreds of guys years to do it yeah (laughs) you know in the story noah did it uh would it take him 40 years yeah but see and that's where like even explaining if you're gonna sit there and say it's like a faith-based thing yeah you could explain like who's to say the Big Bang didn't happen? Yeah. It was just God designed. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Who's to say evolution didn't take place? It was yeah. God's hand. Yeah, there. like yeah, you know, like you could believe in all that stuff and still believe in God. That's true. There's if nothing you're, wrong with that. Yeah, if you're allowing for supernatural explanation to be part of the argument, yeah, anything could. But happen. and that's the thing. Yeah. Like Jesus turned wine and water, yeah. and you're going to believe that. <laughs> yeah. So that's a supernatural explanation, yeah. right? Like how come? And that's, I got in a debate about this with someone else like forever ago. And that's what I pretty much came to is like, yeah. we're trying to solve shoebox problems or outside the shoebox problems, the shoebox solutions. Yeah. And that's, yeah. you can't. Like, yeah. it's in science, like, it, I don't want to say science can't explain supernatural, but anything that, that's the whole definition mm-hmm. of supernatural. It's yeah. something that's not natural. Yeah. It's not, like, it's hard to explain it with science. You right. know, you could come up with ways that it could have been done. Yeah. But it's still supernatural. I mean, by definition, it it, it exists outside of nature, which yeah. is the realm of the observable. I mean, science yeah. kind of exists within the realm of observable observable reality. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, by definition, they don't exist within the same yeah. realm. <laughs> I mean, and until we can go outside of our shoebox and look at it, we we just will never know. Yeah, that, there's all these these. It could have been this way. Could have been this way. Um, when you start putting that into the class that's specifically for the method of observation yeah. that exists within this realm. I think that's a big problem. You messed up. <laughs> I think that's, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. What if there's a, what if there's a kid, uh, what is it? I'm going to sound so racist. Islam. Is it a Hindu kid? Oh. Are they Hindi? Hindu. Hindu, okay. Hindu Say, kid. Stop, pause. <laughs> Scott, I'm again. horrible at what this. What if there's a? What if there's a Hindu kid in the class yeah. and he wants his worldview oh, put yeah. on there, you know? like. Yeah. Is the teacher going to have to teach that now? Yeah. At what point does that overwhelm what you're just, you're just trying to teach the scientific method, you right. know? You still got to learn about cells. Yeah. You got to learn about, you know, procreation. Yeah. You got you to talk about like yeah. everything else that yeah. we learn in a high school science class that you aren't even going to discuss no. now. Yep. Would he bring up the same topic in like an earth science class? Noah's Ark. I'm sure he would. I'm sure you he know, would. Pangea I, yes. was Noah's Ark, know, and that's all there is to it. You I know, know like, quite a few of these individuals, and they're yeah. I'm sure they, they probably would bring it up yeah, in there. The Grand, but when you the fight Grand so Canyon, hard. man. The Grand or not the Grand? What do they say? Mount St. Helens, Mount, oh because God. Mount St. Helens, you know, uh, the within weeks had you know some windy channels yeah. in the ash. It's the same as the Grand Canyon. See, and that's where it goes back. <laughs> like there was a guy. I think his name's Ken Hovind. Yeah, uh, like that, that. Uh, Kent, Dr. Kent, Kent Hoven is one of them, yeah. and Ken Ham's the he, other guy. He was saying that you could get the Grand Canyon effect incredibly fast, right. you know? And there are scientific explanations that could say, yeah, you know, it might have been created yeah. a day, like, if we had that much water pushed through yeah. that fast. Yeah, yeah. But that's a supernatural event, and yeah. we can't explain that with science, so we're <laughs> yeah. going to go with the scientific explanation that we have. There's so many holes in it. It's so funny. You know? They, they bring up the Mount St. Helens a lot. 
because they you, they look similar, but they ignore the fact that Mount St. Helens was carved through a soft ash mudslide. It was a freaking volcano. Well, it, it, was, <laughs> it was so the Grand Canyon is sandstone. It's it's thousands of feet of yeah. sandstone, and Mount St. Helens was is ash. It's like sand. It, yeah. it, it carved some channels through sand, and they're comparing them like they're yeah. the same thing. You know, there's. It, I mean. Just if everything happened on the time scale, this one's funny. Uh, the Earth was 6,000, 10,000 years ago. And you look at Mars and the amount of craters Mars has on it. There wasn't enough time given the emptiness of space. There's not enough time for Mars to get bombarded with all the with all the space yeah. junk that would have caused that. <laughs> and so one of the theories is when the <laughs> flood happened, the water was under the plates of the Earth. It cracked I've open. I've heard this one. Then the water sprayed all the way to Mars. Oh, and I haven't heard that. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard the firmament in the sky. Because And this actually, I kind of, I want to believe this one because this is a cool theory. Yeah. That we had like a blanket of water in the sky. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the, the firmament in the sky yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Because everybody was like living for crazy long. Right, If you right. follow the Old Testament, yeah. like Methuselah was like, Really old. I don't yeah, know how yeah. old he was. Yeah. But he was over 900 years old. Yeah. You know, like it was like a, a an oxygen chamber, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I love that idea because yeah. I could like, <laughs> like dinosaurs, that's where they came from, yeah, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. I don't know. I yeah. know it's not, I mean, it's a supernatural idea, yeah. so it's not something that we yeah. could sit there and... I've heard the, num- I've heard the, the numbers run on it, and I've I've heard that the Earth's temperature would be like 200 degrees or Holy something. Holy cow. With, a, with a, basically a giant greenhouse around yeah. the whole thing, which... But see, a- <laughs> and, and that's where I get, like, thinking outside the shoebox, you yeah. just say we, weren't, we couldn't withstand that yeah. back then. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, eh, water... Maybe that's why we all had fur, and we, like, <laughs> yeah. we just pant I don't, a I don't lot. think anything survives at 200 degrees. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I like that idea because it's, no. like, really far-fetched, and it's, yeah. like, still, like, it'd be a cool, it'd be something that you'd see in a movie that'd be like, whoa, yeah. that's cool yeah, shit. Yeah, Jurassic Park, yeah. You know? The giant insects and stuff. I mean, they do say that uh, oxygen content was a lot higher, and that allowed insects to be just gigantic. There's, you know, yeah. there's fossils of giant dragonflies yeah. and stuff because the way that their lungs work, they are now size-restricted by the amount of oxygen yeah. in the air, and that was... Yeah, not that was a much larger restriction back. Well, then. same with dinosaurs too. Yeah. Like, or not dinosaurs, reptiles. The yeah. same system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just like that idea because it's like no, kind of a <laughs> it's a weird one. Not yeah. saying I believe yeah, yeah, yeah. it, but yeah, yeah. if there was one that I was going to believe, yeah, I thought yeah. I'd no, believe that it's one. Cool for sure. That everything was just this like warm, supple hotbed of life. Yeah, Mesopotamia, man. Fertile, fertile crescent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the fertile bubble. Yeah, this guy's suing. They, I don't know if they actually. They filed suit. I don't know what's going on past that. The whole like article when they presented it to the press is really like the lawyer just saying, "I can't say that. I can't disclose that. Mm-hmm. I can't discuss this." It's like, well, why isn't a news story? <laughs> like, get back to us when you. I'm can. more <laughs> mad that the taxpayer money is being wasted on this. <laughs> yeah. God, new science building. <laughs> like, <laughs> make a world religions building or something. Yeah. I think if people understood more religions, we'd have a way better society. Oh, for sure. Or just realized how convinced other religions are of their yeah. stuff versus the way Could they... Could you are. imagine if people understood everybody's like national pride too? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We're talking about like holy grail of societies, though. Yeah. It just every religion is exactly... Not exactly the same. They get so upset when you say that. But 
the um yeah, they're the same systems the convictions and the justifications that everybody has the, you know the convictions that this is right this is the only way that's right is the exact same across the spectrum of religion and the justification of you know i talked to god god talked to me i saw an angel i saw this picture of jesus on my toast or this this picture of who you know your Muhammad, your prophet saw, of choice yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh the, all the justifications are exactly the same and it, it's just it's interesting to talk to people because they're so convinced that like no, theirs was the legit experience. Everybody else is just faking. Well, and it's every pretty much every religion says like any other any other like don't want to say any other like religion, but any other like faith base is wrong. Yeah, any other god is 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 a fake god. Right. You know. Right. Every religion has that. Yeah. Well, not not every, but. Most it, yeah, big yeah. religions have yeah. that. You I think know? Sikhism is pretty cool in that they don't yeah. advocate uh, that sort of approach, but it's cool. it's rare. Yeah, and maybe not the Church of Scientology. Ooh, they're <laughs> they're pretty crazy. <laughs> have you guys noticed in the Junction they tore down the old McDonald's building? Rest in peace. And uh, there's going to be a Starbucks going in there. Unfortunately, they missed the KFC building. They didn't take oh, that down. No. <laughs> That thing's been closed like more than it's been open recently. Yeah. Yeah, the Have whole you... staff walked out the other day. Yeah, yeah. They were just closed because nobody was there working. Yeah. I've gone in there. I've waited in that drive-thru for a solid 25 minutes just in the drive-thru. Then yeah. I got, I, like, I finally, the guy finally came and said, yeah, the stuff could take a while to cook. If you want to pull out front, I can run it out to you. So I pulled around out front and it took him about 15 more minutes before he got it out to me. I was like, holy cow. That's crazy. You're frying chicken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I could have gone to Taco Bell, ate yeah. Taco Bell, had it passed through my system before he got my food there. Like, <laughs> yep. unbelievable. Yeah, that yeah, that place is a mess. That it's not the first time everybody's. Yeah, out. it's it's, it's either been it's times. either been time like just delays like that, or people just don't show up for work. Yeah, it's apparently kind of they're they're moving to Denny's the Denny's location. KFC if, is yeah. If I, I I don't think they're doing another one. I think they're moving. I hope they're moving and not creating a second location oh my god but i don't how know how would they be able to staff a second location yeah, yeah i don't know i miss denny's to be honest i never went there i've never been there i just want pancakes that yeah. are from perco's oh yeah perco's they always give me too much food and you, i like they aren't doing me any yeah. like, i caught you two extra pancakes like yeah. i don't need did you see me i don't need yeah. two more pancakes yeah, 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 yeah. Just take a pancake away we talk about millennials like needing quality but millennials <laughs> like keep percos alive and i don't understand how oh, I, I don't know every one of my friends let's go to percos i think it's just because people's friends work at percos i think that's i guess yeah it was <laughs> like it's like going into a like a like an old folks home it's yeah it's, it's like the the floral wallpaper the decorations the, the amount of old people in there yeah, yeah, at any yeah. given part of the day you go show yeah. up there at 11 o'clock uh, at night and i swear to god you're yeah. tripping over walkers to get in the place <laughs> it's nuts yeah uh i don't understand that one uh, maybe i am not in the young kid circles anymore maybe they're I'm, over that I'm not either. yeah but uh that was a, that was always weird to me i don't know I know we used to go because my friends were working there. Yeah. And I was like, after we went to a concert, that's where we'd stop. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I mean... I mean, it's the only place that's open at like 1 o'clock in the morning. How, how late do they... Yeah. I don't know. I Pretty don't late, go yeah. that late. I'm, oh. Like I said, if I'm going to be out that late, I'm going to be at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, not going to be <laughs> not eating when I, pancakes. Not when, was, not when I was 17. I'm not going to get my smiley face pancakes from <laughs> <Percos>. <You're right. laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So... There's some goats in Crystal Falls that are causing some trouble lately. Um, 
apparently the Crystal Falls stable is subsidized by the homeowners association members. And uh, there's a certain number of goats that live down there that are paid for by the homeowners. And uh, it's from what I can read, it seems like most of the homeowners are okay with it, but a couple members on the board are upset um, and think that it should, to be honest, it's pretty weird. It's weird that you pay money every month. You're required to pay money every month to keep some goats alive. Yeah. When all you want to do is have a house in a nice neighborhood. (laughs) Well, how many of these, how many people actually see the goats on a daily basis? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's like, I didn't know they had stables for the longest time. In Crystal Falls yeah, yeah. until like I really like got lost and I was like, oh, stables. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's great. They had issues with chickens too. Yeah. The guy sued them for chickens. So maybe mm. the goats is like his his next big venture yeah, in the yeah. world of being a, a board. Is he a board member, board president? He's the, it's the... H-O-A president? Um, I, don't, uh, I don't know what they're... He's not... Yeah, a board member. He's, he's a board member. Um it, it, apparently there's this one guy, Mike, who is uh, has some very strong feelings, and he's kind of spearheading the movement to get rid of them. I think they said it was... I think there's five people on the board, the board, if I read correctly. Three of them are supporting the goat removal, and two are not. But it sounds like the majority opinion of the members is to keep the goats, and everyone's okay with it. Yeah, reading through the Facebook thing, it seems like they're really happy with the goats. Yeah, so I, I think it's deeper than this in that the homeowners are upset that their wishes are not being represented by the yeah. members and that the, mem- the <laughs> that the board members are just having the world's smallest power trip <laughs> and, and getting really fired up about getting these goats out of here. From Crystal Falls. Of all right, places. yeah, yeah, yeah. And this Mike guy, apparently apparently it got pretty heated. People were yelling at each other. Oh, uh, people were pretty upset about the whole situation at the meeting. Uh, there's another one coming up. Uh, so I, in resolution, they decided to table the GOAT issue until they could get more numbers, get a cost-benefit analysis <laughs> run. Having GOATs. Yeah, yeah, a breakdown of what it costs each person per month. Uh God. I heard the number 41 cents tossed out there. I don't know if it was per day or per month. Per it's person? Per, per per payer. Okay. Um, It seems like it's pretty negligible what these goats are costing everybody. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's pretty stupid. Uh, but, uh, yeah. When cool. I read through, the thing that got me was the horse poop. They were talking about like having was it fifty pounds of horse poop a day that they were mm. throwing over a fence, mm, yeah, or something like that. I was like, I I want to find it, but I can't. <laughs> I don't know where to start with all of our screenshots. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, it's such a mess. Unless you find it. Well, that's the funniest thing. Probably more organized. No, it's, I'm not. I'm okay, not. but it's the funniest thing. There's five hundred comments of. Uh, Is there really five hundred comments? I don't know exactly. I'm just estimating, say, but there's, there's there's a lot of comments. Yeah, this, people are more fired up about this than I've seen anybody fired up in the community about anything Dude, they like their goats i clearly um yeah it's hilarious <laughs> they need to have like their own like thread or something because there's like so many different issues that they keep bringing up like the lake being drained yeah you're talking about well i just lost it they were talking about something else the the chickens again how the chicken mm. they got sued for having chickens yeah i don't know that's just crazy i yeah. The fact that people are getting that worked up over goats 
or not the people, the board members. But yeah. I understand like the people are power tripping. It's like, yeah, I would not want to be the the president of a HOA. Like I just, I'd be such an easygoing guy. Yeah. One of the comments they were, here we go, here we go. Sorry. Um, a Google on Google, according to Google, this is what someone's posting. A horse poops forty pounds per day. They have six horses producing 40 pounds of poop a day. That's 7,000 pounds of poop to put out per month. That's a crazy amount of poop. That's quoted. Okay, in six months, same person saying it's 42,000 pounds of poop. I don't understand how they can do that without that being an environmental hazard because you're dumping it right next to that creek that flows through there. I don't know. I don't know what they do with it. Well, you could use a fertilizer, and that's what someone was saying. Yeah, I'm sure that's what they... I'm I'm sure there's some sort of method that exists that gets it to because people pay money for that there's a it's a commodity that people want yeah um i don't know what the system is but i'm sure there's a way that they handle that i think they should rent the goats out if they can't be in the barn like every week you just move the goats to a different property that's for, true you, yeah yeah everybody could clearance. everybody could adopt the adopt the goats or yeah oh rent them out is that what you said yeah, i thought like, you said rent, run, i thought you said run them out yeah, no yeah. no no rent, rent them out yeah so. yeah no that is, someone was saying that yeah they wish they could rent them and have them clear their, their brush that's a good idea i mean that's that solves a problem yeah i mean it's goofy uh, i mean i think it's really people upset about the fact that they feel like they're being bulldozed in their opinions about their homeowners association but yeah, yeah. I, I think that's really what it is especially when you're paying fees for this and you're not being represented you're being walked all over yeah that's why you stay away from HOA homes, though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there are benefits. I mean, there's benefits to being in one, but yeah. when you're being represented adequately. Yeah. That's where how hard it would be. It's not like it's a huge HOA. You could literally take a person-by-person vote on these issues <laughs> and not true. rely on a board to, like, settle these. It's true. You know, like, how hard... If it was this big of a topic, like, just do a mailer where you figure out yeah. what people really want. Yeah. I like the poll that someone posted. It was like, I wonder if I can find it on here. But it was essentially like a poll asking, like, what do you think about the goats? And one of the things was like, we have goats. <laughs> and another one was like, if I knew we had goats, I'd visit them every day. <laughs> I, just like, I just love that. We have goats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they need a, a website. They have a website. You just need the goats on the website. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine that became their mascot? The goats of Crystal That's Falls? That's true, huh? Talk about like branding. I don't know what benefit there would be to having any sort of marketing. Like you either buy the home or you don't buy the home. Like nobody's. I don't know. I don't. Maybe it becomes the most desirable neighborhood in the county because the goats. Why? Why did you move here? There's goats. Yeah, yeah. It, it maybe it's marketing. It's all marketing. It's like a roadside attraction. <laughs> Look at cricket on the side of 108. Oh, I know. Like yeah. man. Yeah. People drove that road just to see cricket, and that's like, it's a horse. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's a horse. Yeah. She might not even be out there when you drive by, but people <laughs> still went out of their way to drive that way. It's yeah. like, okay.